today my granddaughter gave a little presentation. She's in first grade. They had to do a research paper and a presentation. I can't even imagine it. <laughs> she was so prepared and so, you know, ready, had all these props. She got up there, she froze. But she was so brave. And that's what I will tell her today when I pick her up from school. She's going to come visit me after school today. I'm just going to say, you know, wow, you really used your strength of bravery today. Welcome to Functional Medicine Coaching Moms Podcast, where simplifying healthy lifestyle change for moms is the only goal. Hi, we are so excited to have Ginny Wagner on the show today. First of all, guys, for those of you who do not know, Ginny is the mother of Elise Wagner. Elise Wagner is the co-founder of the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy. Kristen and I both graduated from FMCA and we also both met there and that's how this podcast even exists. Ginny is also a functional medicine certified health coach, marketing professional for the past 40 years, and most importantly, a wife, a mom of two grown-up children, and a grandma known as Gigi. This episode is for you if you're curious how tapping into your own strengths can improve not only your health, but change your life. Jenny loves group health coaching, and two of her favorite topics are supercharging your self-care and identifying your character strengths. She helps find what individuals are doing well and builds on that versus what they are doing wrong to try to improve. So Jenny, Thank you so much for being here today. We had a great conversation with your daughter, Elise, co-founder of Functional Medicine Coaching Academy, as Raquel mentioned, and she shared how you were her very first health coach when she was a kid and struggling with health issues. And we're so curious about this because 20 years ago, nobody knew really what functional medicine was. 20 plus years ago, I guess this was. Yeah, I was going to say it's longer than that. Yeah, longer than that. And then health coaching, of course, was unheard of at that point. So we'd love to hear a little bit about your story and your journey with Elise. Yeah. It's really exciting and, you know, I still get goosebumps when I think about what has transpired with the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy and how it's just continuously progressing. But yeah, I, I've always had a very positive attitude and just have always looked at the fact that, you know, your thinking really influences everything that you do, your thoughts, I should say, not just your thinking. And probably a long time ago, I was a fan of Zig Ziglar and still am around anymore but his yes I love his, Zig Ziglar uh, yeah Ziglar so you know he always said uh, do a, you have stinking thinking let's do a checkup from your neck up and that always stuck with me and from the time Elise was a young girl I would say that you know let's get rid of this stinking thinking you know let's do a little checkup from the neck up and you oh, know a little say awesome. like that and that really stuck with her and I've been as you mentioned I've been in marketing my entire career and always very busy and on the go and so always had goals set up on the refrigerator every week you know Sunday nights we would have meetings at the dinner table talk about what's going on this week what do we have happening and what's our goal for where are we with certain goals she really had that kind of ingrained in her mind she has a brother who's eight years younger seven and a half years younger and so really it was in the beginning you know obviously she was the only one at the dinner table with my husband and I and um, so at any rate when she became, when she turned 13 and became a teenager, she had some loss. Quite, We had quite a bit of loss in our family. We had family loss, you know, unexpected losses from some students. And she also had the loss of her best friend, not necessarily the loss, but she moved away. 
uh, we're in Illinois, she moved to California and that was huge. Elise did not have a lot of friends at the time. And this gal was really her best friend. They really got along well. And this was devastating for her. So she was in eighth grade. She just came to me one day and said, you know, she just started crying hysterically. And I was, which wasn't unusual because she was very emotional. But, you know, I always tried to find out what was the cause of her being so emotional. And so this one day she finally just said, you know, I need some help. I feel overweight. I just feel like people are making fun of me. I need some help. What can we do? And it so happened that actually one of our family members, a cousin had been talking to us about a nutritionist and said, you know, this nutritionist is really helping me. And, and she was overweight as well. And um, so I talked with her nutritionist who did not want to take on anyone under 18. I then found someone in our area. I thought, gosh, if I could just find someone that could help her, you know, give her some guidance. And a little background on that is that I had a sister who was 10 years older than me and she's deceased now. But at that point in her life, when she was 13, 14, that, that was a crossroad. And she took a path that wasn't really the best path. And as a little kid, you know, she was 18, I was 17, 18, I was, you know, eight standing there. And, and I just visualized myself all the time, just kind of standing back, like holding my hands to my chest, like, you know, watching what was going on because it was not pretty in our household because my sister just, as I said, took another path and was defiant and, you know, had a lot, I, as I look back on it now, she really had a lot of grief and anger in her own life that was unresolved. And so I just had always vowed, you know, I am not going to let my daughter go down that path. No matter what it is, I'm going to, you know, be there to guide her. And, right. you know, you can be the best parent in the world or try your best and things can happen. So I'm not, right. you know, trying to say that. That right. that's shameful if someone if something happens or your child goes a different direction. But I was going to do the best I could to, to offer her the support that she needed to make good decisions. So at any rate, we found a nutrition who is in our community, nutritionist, and her name is Carol. Really wonderful woman. And she said, yes, I'll be happy to talk with Elise. And Elise went in there for a, I, th I believe we went together the first time. And she asked Elise a lot of questions. And then after that, she said, yes, I would like to talk. I would like to meet with her, but I want to meet with her on my own. And so they would meet for like an hour, 90 minutes, something like that. Well, in, within those very first few sessions, Carol said, you know, I believe that you have an, an allergy to dairy at that point in time. And so Elise cut out dairy and then she, Carol said, you know, I want you to do a protein shake in the morning. Kind of gave her like a little bit of guidance. Do a protein shake in the morning. Do this, this, and this. And so together we got all the, everything that we needed, the groceries, the whole nine yards, the shakes, whatever, the whole nine yards. And right. Elise, surprisingly, you know, was just, she just took to it like, you know, was very steadfast with keeping up with it every day. She got up early, you know, made her shake. Uh, made her sausage, whatever it was that, that she was going to eat that day and started to run a little bit. Before that, she was a kid that would, and I have to say she was always a tall gal for her age and she just, she used food as comfort. So she was overweight for sure. And, you know, we always just kind of thought, oh, well, maybe that just 
kind of runs in the family or something. But Carol believed that she could really make a difference by adding some movement. And she even offered her personal trainer for free for a few sessions, which was really wonderful of her. And this gentleman helped Elise learn, you know, what she could do for movement. And she started running around the block. That was like, this was a kid who would get red in the face running two houses, you know? So she'd say, all right, today I'm going to run around the block. And I'd be like, okay, you know, and I would time her. And then, then it got to the point where we would go somewhere and she'd say, drop me off at the top of the block and I'll run home. I would be like, okay. So it was like baby steps, you know, and before you know it, she was going to the Y and um, running on the treadmill and, you know, she, that weight just, it seemed like she just dropped weight like crazy. And within a very short time frame, maybe three months, she had dropped 50 pounds, 45 to 50 pounds. And she really was, you know, so happy and a new person. But that really created other issues because then when she went back to school and, you know, people were like, oh, what are you doing? You know, are you, are you, uh, you know, anorexic now? Yeah. Yeah. She was by no means anorexic, but she definitely had. Yeah. So people are always going to have an opinion. Yeah. So, you know, then she kind of went through that. But, you know, that's kind of, those are things that, you know, are going to happen no matter what. Keep moving out of my frame here. But anyway, she started high school and she joined the cross country team, which was amazing. Again, this Wow. Yeah. That's a huge change. So she was doing long distance running and, you know, four miles at a time. It was really impressive. And, at that time, she was also playing basketball, but she unfortunately was dropped. She was the only one dropped from the basketball team when she tried out that year. It was really heartbreaking. And But she decided to pursue some possible modeling that so she had lost this weight. So we got some photos taken and, you know, kind of went, went that route a little bit. And that wasn't very fulfilling to her either. But she still kept up with eating well and really started investigating the whole nutrition aspect and the mind, body, heart losing weight and how how it was affecting her and she really noticed that and Carol kind of directed her helped her she said you know if you really want to at least thought that's what I want to pursue in college and so she enrolled at the University of Wisconsin-Madison in their dietitian program dietetics program and she went through it and did well but she realized that there was something missing she really needed it wasn't just about the food it wasn't just like counting calories and it wasn't like you know eating what like junk food but counting the calories it was like being whole real foods and so she really started to do a lot of work on her own exploring in in that arena and then she decided that she wanted to pursue this more and found a medical school in a holistic medical school out in Washington and it's it's called Bestier University in Kenmore Washington and she was bound and determined she was going to get accepted to the school she really worked hard to get into the program and obviously when you graduate from college then you have to wait a while while you you apply to grad schools and that sort of thing. So she was able to get a job with a chiropractor and it's a group of chiropractors in our area that was very much about going out into the public and getting, sharing and teaching, but also, you know, bringing in business and stuff. And so they would be at all these different events. And so they, she joined them as a, an outreach, you know, new business development person and just went all over the place sharing about chiropractory, but also eating well. And, and that's thing and they had an excellent training
training program, which was super motivational. And that I believe really laid a good foundation for her as far as selling. She learned some really great tips and really helped keep her mindset positive. And she's, that really has been fabulous for her all through her schooling and then starting FMCA. But fast forward, when she got out of school, when she got out, it was a three-year graduate school program. And when she got out of that program, when she graduated, she really wanted to start on her own and have her own practice. But she soon learned that, you know, all her graduate student friends and everybody she was close with kind of scattered and went back to their hometown or wherever they were from. And there wasn't anyone really around her for sport. So after trying that for a good year, we just said, you know, you really need to come back to Chicago. And, you know, you've got a lot of support here. You, you can come back and live at the house. Exciting thing that someone wants to hear after they've been on their own for so long. But but that's what she did. She really made the decision, I need to come home. And she contacted, there was a Sandra Scheinbaum was a woman who was a psychologist practicing out of community very close to us. And somehow she had advertised in the Bastyr University, somewhere in the resources that she was looking for someone to come and work with her. And so Elise really made every effort to contact Sandra. And it took a while for them to finally get together and meet and talk. And once they got together and talked, it was just, they were both on the same wavelength. Even though Sandy Scheinbaum is, you know, a lot older than Elise, they really had so much in common. And so they started working together as working with clients in Sandra's practice. And they learned that as they were teaching these different methods with their clients, they, there was just such great response. And what they were doing, it was the seed coaching. And so they mm -hmm. got some people together, some people who were also interested and they had a beta group. And some of the people stuck with them and some just said, no, this isn't for me. I don't want to do this. But they decided, gosh, this we're really having some great responses from our clients with this whole coaching method that we're doing. And, you know, really using, I should say, Sandra had, she was just finishing her functional medicine training with the Institute of Functional Medicine when Elise met her. So, right. she, in fact, we all held our breath while she took the boards at that point and held our breath while she got the uh, results back. And so once Sandra got her acceptance as a functional medicine practitioner, then it was, they just blossomed together using all the techniques. And Sandra knew a lot of people at the Institute for Functional Medicine and they were coming to town. And she and Elise just said, you know, I, I think we're gonna, we should meet with them and just propose doing some coaching. And if we could work with them as an affiliate, that would just be so great. And no one was doing that at the time. So they met, I remember the yeah, day really well. Right. They met with the um, group from Institute of Functional Medicine, made a presentation, talked to them about what they thought they could do. And everybody from IFM was like, this is phenomenal. We really need this. We really need to Absolutely. help people. Yeah, it was the missing oh. piece for sure. It was a total yeah. missing piece. Yeah, total missing it's piece. the hardest so part is the lifestyle change. It's so difficult. Yeah, exactly. And um, so very shortly after that, they got the go ahead and they were able to become affiliates of IFM. Right. And I lent a lot of support to them to help them develop the program as far as, you know, they do use a lot of the doctor or work with a lot of the doctors from IFM and then other yeah. affiliates of IFM. So there's just so many experts at IFM. It just made sense for them to work with FMCA to get this, the whole project off the ground. And yeah, absolutely. it just really evolved. There was a lot of family involvement. I helped with marketing. Sandra's family members helped with get the website going. It just was a lot. Everybody was on board and everybody was so helpful.
helping. And it was very small to begin with. But like I said, we had this beta group that started and um, I was not part of the beta group, but as I said, I was doing some marketing and helping out with that sort of thing. And we just had Dr. Sandy on not too long ago. Actually, her episode is going to be coming out soon. Okay. Yeah, we're going to have that out. shared that same information, right? Yeah. Yeah, So it's really, and you know, basically like that piece that your daughter and Dr. Sandy created, you know, it's like the other half of the body. (laughs) Like to me, like it's so necessary because even in traditional medicine, a doctor can't do it all. You know, a lot of it has to do with the minute that the patient walks out the door. That's really where that patient is that client going to be successful is like that in mind because like fast forward now you became a certified health coach right and uh, which is amazing that just how you're walking shoulder to shoulder I'm not going to get emotional with your daughter is like it's like any mother's dream you've been able how you were so intentional with your role as her mother and just like you said you know you can do all you can for your kids and at the end of the day it's their choice but you made decision to you can control and that was with the energy and taking what you saw with your sister and just asking of yourself no more thinking how do I help that is so huge like how you talk about the mindset you know and I even loved how you were relaxed with the whole thing like Elise took control it was her life her changes and that she did small steps it wasn't all oh my gosh this has to be done at once and there's pressure and this and that it was absolutely an evolution yeah and you were literally her she says on the episode when we interviewed her that you were her first health coach so she had the model she knew exactly where she was going with sandy um, that makes me emotional when i hear that <laughs> that's wonderful so you know that brings me straight to we'd like to hear about your self-care groups right you it's so true that many of us confuse what self-care should really look like and can you give us a little bit about i know that you work with your own self-care groups what do your groups focus on how is care Kristen and i've talked about this in the past you know self-care you know manicures massages yeah that's what people often think of when they think of self-care they think of those manicures massages things like that but we really know especially at fmca we learned you know other ways of incorporating so we'd like to hear a little bit about your groups that you do yeah when i have a group we you know i really listen you know why is someone interested in coaching what are they wanting to get out of coaching and what do they think of as self-care i always ask what is their impression but what we do and what i tell them is that you know we need to focus on their mind, their body, their action. And so it's a combination. So I always like to do a four-week class and we take every section separately. So what we always do is we always kick off with a grounding exercise of some sort where we're breathing, uh, doing different types of breathing or a meditation. And also I ask the group, you know, what helps you? Does it help you to sit and breathe deeply? Does it help you to hear, um, to, you know, participate in a meditation? Or does it help help you to hear like an illustrative story of some type, you know, that's inspirational. And a couple clients will say, you know, I really want to hear something that's inspirational and that really motivates them. But we always do some type of grounding. And then I'll ask questions, you know, about how did, what happened that was good in your week? And people have a really hard time. I think some women especially, but you know, I have coached men, a group of men, and it's sometimes hard because we're so focused on, oh gosh, this went horrible this week or that one horrible, you know, how could I have done better? And so we flip the switch and we say, you know, what went well this week? And then focus on it. All of my groups always take the strengths uh, survey beforehand as well. So I know where their strengths are. And we really focus 
on their top five or six strengths. And so when they comment, oh, this went well, or that went well, or this is what happened, then we'll, we can say, well, you, you really used your strength of resilience, or you really used your strength of love of beauty or appreciation of beauty, um, or you really used your strength of humor. And they start to think in terms of how their strengths have really affected their entire life. And initially people will say, well, my strengths are, I'm hardworking, I'm dedicated, you know, something you'd put on your resume. And really what you find out is that what's really your strength is what really has kept you going all along, you know, and when you fall back on those strengths, that really helps. So we talk about that. And then by the time we get around everybody, it, it really get, takes time. But then we always have homework. It's homework that we want to hold each other accountable and talk about, well, let's focus on this strength this week. For instance, let's focus on how we can give back to other people. How's that going to make you feel? Or at the end of the week, how did it make you feel? Was that the, something good that you did, that you helped someone else improve their day? Or if you use your strength of humor, your kid just really went off the wall and, and your husband was, you know, just going crazy with work and, you know, you just maybe turned up some music and said, okay, I'm ready for a dance party, you know, that kind of thing. That was like, maybe it's like, let's just have fun, you know, your sense of fun or, or uh, humor. And uh, so those are the kind of things, but, you know, yeah. it's focusing on how much sleep are you getting? Let's, if you're not getting enough sleep or you don't feel you're getting enough sleep, how can we make a bake some baby steps, you know, go to sleep maybe 15 minutes earlier one night, then half an hour earlier, two nights after that, you know, or how can we use some other tools, some lavender or some soft music or just turning your lights out, turning, getting rid of your devices, all those things. So we talk about that. Then we talk about eating. What do they want to achieve with their food and their nutrition? Do they want to eat more vegetables, incorporate more different colors, you know, that sort of thing, eat the spectrum. So we can talk about different ideas of, well, what do you want to eat? Well, beets. Well, I'm not wild about beets. Well, what else is purple? What can we eat? You know, and, and throwing out different right. ideas like that, you know, within the group. And before you know it, they have some tools for the homework assignment for that week. Let's do this. Let's do that. I know I'm being very general because it's usually my groups, you know, they, after like the second time that they meet as a group, they're bonded. And yeah, yeah. that's what's so great about oh, a group. Yeah. It's community. It's, it's, it's such a, and I love groups because you always learn something from someone else, something you never thought of. Like it's such a great experience and everybody benefits. Yeah. yeah. What I'm gathering too, Jenny, is by everything that you just described, not once in the whole, with your group, with the, uh, you know, supercharging your self-care that you mentioned. And we talk about, you know, how many manicures that you, you know, what colors did you get for your manicure and how is that pedicure? It, no, it's, you know, how are you getting, what's the quality of sleep? What are some of the ways that you can, you know, really get that good quality sleep? What do you, how's your nutritional intake, you know, looking at that rainbow and, you know, how can, and those taking actions of that sort is supercharging your self-care, uh, focusing on your character strengths. That was one of my favorite things when I was in the academy was I never knew about the character Actually, strength. yeah, we should share for our, listen for our listeners that don't know about that. Could you just tell us a little bit about the character strength survey? Yes. Well, there is a free survey that anyone can take. It's at VIA.org. We'll be sharing and that link. Mm -hmm. And you can go on there and there's a little goldenrod box up in the top that says take the free survey. And you really can just take the free survey and then they get your results back to you very quickly. And you're not bugged by a million emails after that or whatever to try and sell you something. I just love it. And the thing about it is that you get your printout of your strengths. And 
And there are 24 strengths and people say, oh, my bottom strength. For instance, in mine, I've worked in marketing my entire career. Do you know what my bottom strength is? My 24th strength? Creativity. Imagine that. I use my creativity every day. So (laughs) what it means really is that they're all strengths. Just some are, you know, more prominent than others and they shift. You know, I've taken it depending on the season of your life. 2016 and they've shifted for sure. And it's because you're growing, you're learning, you're, you're looking at life, you're looking at everything in a new light. And so, you know, maybe your appreciation of beauty wasn't as high uh, five years ago as it is now because you realize there's beauty all around you. Or maybe, you know, I never realized a uh, love of learning was, I mean, I always have been learning and, and I've always been intentional about that, but I didn't look at it like, oh, I have a love of learning. It's just kind of right. ingrained. But when you identify those strengths, it's just really, um, I think it really helps you to to enhance how you're working with other people or looking at other people. And and I recommend that you, that a spouse take it as well as your kids, just so that you know what their strengths are. You might think you know, but sometimes you're projecting. So, right, right. You know, and then you kind of can interact that- with each other in a way that yours, yeah. I call it it's strength spotting. Like, wow, you know, like you were just talking, Raquel, you were saying, oh, I love how you did that. Or, you know, you point out what was the strength that the person used in that moment. And today my granddaughter gave a little presentation. She's in first grade. They had to do a research paper and a presentation. I can't even imagine it. (laughs) She was so prepared and so, you know, ready, had all these props. She got up there, she froze. But she was so brave. And that's what I will tell her today when I pick her up from school. She's going to come visit me after school today. I'm just going to say, you know, wow, you really used your strength of bravery today. Because I can't even imagine at six years old standing up in front of a classroom and talking about right. the solar system, right? Wow. But so yeah. those are the kind of things, you know, that I think we just have to reinforce with our spouse and our kids and all of our family members, really. You know, I think that it makes a difference. I've had yeah. um, uh, one person in a group say, I never realized that you could talk to your kids that way about using your strengths. She said, I grew up in a household where we were kind of limited, like, oh no, you don't do that. This is the way it's done. And you didn't really question it because that's how you were raised, you know, but when you have the options to look at things in a different way or reflect your strengths, it just makes a difference, you know, as, as kids are growing and learning. Absolutely. Well, being mindful of our time and everything that you said, what are two ways a mom can supercharge her self-care and also maybe even how can she start strength spotting? I think that two tips, there's so many tips, but two, as I mentioned, is to really focus in, get their mindset. What are their strengths? Intentional. I'm using those strengths. My sense of humor is one of my top ones. Love is one of my top ones. Mm -hmm. How can you use that sense of humor every day? How can you use your strength of love to reach out in, in all of your interactions during the day? So get clear on what your strengths are and how you want to be intentional. And it just is amazing when you are using your strengths, how it's reflected back to you. And that in itself makes individual
individuals stronger because by treating others in a loving manner, so to speak, for example, then others are going to come back and treat you in that same way. And strength spotting, then you become so aware of what your strengths are. And then you do, you start to recognize what others, what their strengths are. And like I said, with my granddaughter, with bravery or resilience, you know, like she's not, hopefully this is not going to have like a lasting effect on her because she's resilient, you know, and the next time they have a, a report to do, she'll be just fine with it, you know, and she was totally prepared, but you know, that kind of thing. So resilience, right. bravery, you start spotting those instead of being critical, start thinking of what, how can I learn from others and how they're coming across? And I think it's because I can notice their strengths. And then if you voice that to them, that makes a difference too, because as I said before, people aren't used to hearing what their strengths are. They're used to hearing what they've done wrong or what they need to correct. It's true. And as a parent, it's very easy to fall into that. You know, let me tell you how you should do it or how, you know, and so the strength spotting is just amazing. It really, you see your kids kind of glow from that. Mm -hmm. And and I would highly recommend anyone to check out that via survey as yes. part of that because it's it's really worth it. Um, and have your kids take it too. It's really good. So thank you so much today, Jenny, for your time. And I wanted to let our listeners know that Jenny generously offered everyone a free 20 minute phone call to anyone interested in trying health coaching. It's a great chance to experience it. And you can reach her via email at wagnercommunications07 at gmail.com. And we'll be sure to put that in the show notes as well as that link to the via survey. And I, I think that's it. But thank you so much. We really appreciate your time today. Thank you both so much for hosting and for asking me to join you. It is a pleasure. The information provided in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purpose of diagnosing, curing, treating, or preventing any disease. We are functional medicine certified health coaches and not licensed medical professionals. The opinions and advice of guests are their own and also not considered to be medical advice. Always consult with a healthcare professional when making any healthy lifestyle changes. We would love to hear from our mom community. Any wellness topics that are high on your list, please DM us at Functional Medicine Coaching Moms. We can also be reached via email at info at functionalmedicinecoachingmoms.com. You can find Functional Medicine Coaching Moms podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button.